Welcome back to Mavs Outsider Broadcast. Podcast, not broadcast. It was a podcast with your host, Dustin. I'm here for my uh, Game 1 Olympic post-game show um, for the uh, Slovenian national team and Australian national team. That kind of has something to do with the Mavs, but not as much. So we'll get into that, plus uh, free agent rumors and other things around the NBA. Um, So we'll start with the game last night. Um, For those of you, I'm recording this on a Monday uh, afternoon, and I did stay up and watch the Slovenian team play last night, um, where Luka scored 48, and I had like 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks. was a... I would say an incredible game um, for Luca and for the team, for that matter. I, I thought um, his teammates played well, obviously. Um, the three-point line is closer. That That's a big deal. Um, you know, nor I know it's not that much closer, but I do think that it is the the distance does make a difference. Um, his teammates are good shooters. Uh, that's a big help because one of the things that you need when you have a guy like Luke on your team is good shooters. Um, Toby is a good roll guy uh, as far as pick and roll man. Um, he understands it. Uh, it kind of reminds me a lot of uh, a little bit less athletic Dwight Powell, but uh, he's a better shooter, probably a better defender than Powell as well. But uh, it's just, it, it was uh, overall just, you know, a fantastic show put on by Slovenia. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know how good um, Argentina is, was supposed to be. I know in the past, obviously, they've had their successes. But those guys aren't there anymore except Scola, who was pretty much exposed the entire night. Um, you know, Skola can't guard Luka, and Slovenia was taking advantage of that fact. Um, I, I do... It is kind of admiring for a guy to continue to play in as many Olympics as you can, but at some point, um, you're just not the same player, and, you know, you... At some point, you start hurting your team more than you're helping them. Now, Argentina, like I said, they don't have the same guys they used to, so they don't exactly. He's not exactly taking the place of someone. So, you know, he, he probably is one of their better players. Um, but overall, like I said, Luca just dominated. He hit a bunch of shots early and kind of set the tone, and then. They never really relinquished that lead they got, so um, it only exploded in the third quarter. And, you know, basically when, as they call it, garbage time, you know, Argentina was able to put together a run to make the final score look a little more respectable at 18, but it was long over, long over before it got even that close, so... um, it was, like I said, it was a really good game. I, I did stay up and watch it all. I plan on staying up Wednesday night and watching that one, and then Sunday, you know, watching Japan. And then on Sunday, I plan on waking up and watching the Spain game. Um, I guess Spain played uh, Japan today, 
and Japan kept it close. I, you know, I, I don't think it had Japan not been a host, had been the host country. I don't think the Japanese team would have made the Olympics. I, I just don't think they're good enough. So I'm hoping Slovenia can take advantage of that. Um, their probably toughest opponent in their group will be Spain. Uh, I, I hope though they can still you know take advantage of. I feel like Slovenia has a lot of youth on their team, whereas teams like Spain and Argentina they got a lot of age. And you, you with I feel like I feel like FIBA is kind of a faster game than the NBA. Um, as far as the pace, you know, I do know the way you can defend in FIBA allows for older players because you don't have to move as much. You, there's not so many rules about being out of the lane and stuff like that. So you can hide players. I get that. But for me, running up and down the court is still something that the old guys have to do. And I maybe, you know, the both Gasol brothers are old um, and when it comes to sports ages. Um, so... I'd be interested to see how that game goes. Um, the Australian team won their game. Uh, Josh Green got, I believe, some playing time. Um, I don't think he really scored anything. Um, this kind of goes back to what I said about him not being able to get into the flow of any kind of offense. Obviously, his defense is something that's gotten him to where he is, but he just can't score the basketball. And at some point, if, if he can't score, you, you, you can't play five on four. And, you know, it, it, back when um, you, the Mavs were going through the whole COVID protocol and they were missing Dorian Finney-Smith and Richardson and Powell and Maxi, you know, they needed some people to score the ball because, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith and Richardson were shooters that, you know, contributed to the offense. Powell was a guy who contributed on the pick and roll not so much you know shooting but you know and Maxi was a guy who obviously contributed with his shooting and playing having to play Wes Awandu and Josh Powell or Josh Green you know those both those guys just had no idea how to score you know to me Josh Green is just another Wes Awandu you know and I don't mean that as an insult I just think that's who he is unless he learns to develop some sort of offensive game. So, um, you know, that's what I've said in the past. If you're going to move on someone, I wouldn't I wouldn't look to move Tyrell Terry. I'd look to move Josh Green and, you know, kind of sweeten the pot. You may say, hey, this guy's a first-round pick or whatever. But uh, other than that, you know, the, the American team, they lost their game to France. I woke up Sunday morning to watch that game. It was very interesting. The way it ended was pretty crazy. The final that play that put France on top, where Gobert took kind of an ill-advised, I guess you would call it a shot. I'm not sure. It went up in the air towards the basket, but it didn't look like much of a shot. And then the the other guy for France coming in and getting the ball and saving it into Fournier for him to hit that three-pointer. Um, and more on Fournier here after a while. But uh, I thought that was, you know, that was kind of the defining play of the game. Put him up one, and I believe the next possession, the American team didn't even get a shot off, I believe. Um, 
that was when Lillard slipped and fall and lost the ball and they kind of just, you know, petered out and that did it for them. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, as these games go along, how good Slovenia really is. Like I said, I don't know how good Argentina was supposed to be or is. Um, I, I, I think... I think the Spain game will be a good measuring stick. You know, if they come out and they beat Spain, then I think they're in serious contention to medal. You know, no matter what medal it is, whether it's silver, gold, bronze, whatever, I think if they if they come out and they struggle against Spain, we'll see. You know, it'll have to just be the draw. Uh, you know, on when you know the advance when they go into the final, you know, kind of playoff. So. Um, other than that, I don't have much, uh, much more Olympic talk as far as, uh, the games are concerned. Um, I believe, I believe America, France, and Spain are probably the three favorites. If Argentina was supposed to be a favorite to medal, then I believe Slovenia has taken that spot. Maybe Australia, um, is probably favored to medal, uh, so where Slovenia fits in that group, I don't know. Like I said, we'll see when they play Spain. And uh, I'm interested to see that game on uh, Sunday, next Sunday. So um, on to Mavs free agency. A lot of rumors every day. Um, the latest one I read had to do with Kyle Lowry. I believe Kyle Lowry is going to want $30 million a year. Um, I, I got to say, you know, there's a lot of people who want that. A lot of people think that, Kyle Lowry can come into Dallas and do the same thing that Paul, Chris Paul, did for Phoenix, and I, I I've addressed that before, and I, I just don't think you're comparing apples to apples. I, I think, you know, Phoenix was a team that had a good score in Devin Booker, but didn't have anybody who knew how to distribute the ball. Devin Booker can't distribute the ball; that's not his strength. He's never, he's not, you know. He's not in a position to make his team better. He he just doesn't do that. And adding Chris Paul, a guy who does make his teammates better, you know, was a big deal. And, you know, he basically taught DeAndre Ayton how to play the center position, you know, on offense and defense, you know. He was there to distribute the ball to Booker and, you know, Jay Crowder and Miles Bridges and Cam John, you know, he – help distribute the ball to the and get the ball in the hands of and the best way for those guys to be successful. And I just to me that's what Luca does. I don't think you need another guy to come in and take the ball out of Luca's hands. Um, in that sort of capacity. Now, when it comes to taking the ball out of Luca's hands, to me I would like to see a score and, you know, some people were saying, well, DeRose, Kyle Lowry will give you the same thing as DeRozan will, and I just don't think that's true. You know, if you, even if you look at last year's stats, not only is DeRozan like six years younger, but he averaged 21 and seven, um, seven assists, that is, whereas, you know, Lowry was 17 and seven. And DeRozan's averaged up to 27 points a game. He knows how to score. Um, obviously, the success of his scoring had a lot to do with the offense. I, I believe he could score, you know, just as much, if not more, on this Dallas team. DeRozan, as far as Kyle Lowry, the fact that he would be playing a position kind of off Luca or Luca off him, I just think that 
I don't know. I just don't think that helps your team the way Chris Paul helped Phoenix. I, I just don't think that's the case, and I don't think Kyle Lowry's the scorer that DeRozan is. Well, I know he's not. He's never scored as much as DeRozan has. You know, I think Kyle Lowry's best season he scored twenty two a game. So, I, I just don't. I, I don't care for thirty million dollars for a guy who's on the wrong side of thirty five, and isn't a scorer like DeRozan is. I think DeRozan's 30 or 31, and he's just a pure scorer. He can go get you a bat, a bucket. And I, I'm sorry, but Toronto had good players last year. They did. Van Fleet's a good player. Siakam's a good player. Uh, Ananobi's a good player. They just, you know, they just weren't good. And Kyle Lowry had a lot to do with that. I'm sorry he did. I know there's probably blame to go around to everybody on that Toronto team, but they were in a weak Eastern Conference, very weak Eastern Conference, and couldn't muster a playoff spot. I think that says a lot. Lowry's Lowry has declined. He has. And I know people will argue that that's not the case. It's the team, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. He's on the wrong side of 35. I just don't think that helps this team next year. I think DeRozan helps this team. And... For me, I think you could get more production out of an Evan Fournier than you could a Kyle Lowry. And I know people will be telling me I'm stupid, I don't know what I'm talking about, whatever, but I would rather have Evan Fournier at the 14 million people are expecting him to get than even Tim Hardaway Jr. at the 20 that people expect him to get. I'm just looking at value per player because I, I want to be able to sign. I, I, the Mavs need to improve their roster their complete roster they can't spend all their money on one 36 or 37 year old who may or may not average 15 a game and I just don't think that's the direction they should be going I don't think that helps their team the best I, I think if you could get 25 for DeRozan and whether you spend the rest on someone like Fournier or Richard Holmes or Nerlens Noel I, I think you go that route I don't think you spend all your money on Kyle Lowry. I would rather have DeRozan for less because he's a better scorer and he's cheaper. Because I think DeRozan wants four for 100. And I'd give DeRozan four for 100 10 times out of 10 before I gave Lowry three for 90. And I just think that's, to me, that's it's counterintuitive to get an older player like that that much money to not be as good as a guy who you could get for less and who's a better scorer. I, I just don't there to me there's no logic in that. And I, I, I there is I'm sorry, there is not a Chris Paul comparison. There isn't. Chris Paul is a top fifty player of all time. I'm gonna one of the things I'm gonna do um, next month when it's uh, slow as far as basketball news after free agency and all that, um, I'm gonna redo the NBA's top fifty. The NBA years ago did a top 50 list, the top 50 players of all time. Um, they weren't ranked, you know, it wasn't number one through 50, it was just 50 guys, you know, so that's what I'm going to, I'm going to update the list, because I think it was done before even Kobe Bryant was considered a great player, so a guy like Kobe Bryant's not even on the list, so um, I'm going to update that list, and I can tell you now, there's a preview, Chris Paul is on it. He's a top 50 player of all time. Kyle Lowry is not. I don't even know if I'd put Lowry on a top 100 list. Um, he's just not the same player. He's a good player. Yes, he had a fantastic career. But that career's coming to an end. And 
you know, he'd probably be better suited in a place like Philadelphia. And I, I just, to me, I, I heck, even L.A., the Lakers, I, why would the Lakers take him? You know, you're just, you're replacing him with a guy who's probably a, well, I guess the Lakers, they're, they could probably get, um, I don't know if the Lakers have anybody else, but, you know, whether they're going to trade Kuzma for someone, I don't know. I don't even know why I went down that rabbit hole because I really don't care about the Lakers. But to me, you want the ball in LeBron's hands. You don't want to take it out of his hands. You know, I don't want the ball taken out of Luka's hands. You know, I, if it is, I want it going to a score, a guy who can score the ball. That's his job. You want to score the ball. That's it. That's your job. Score. And that's what I want DeRozan for. So, <laughs> you know, Tim Hardaway, his job was to come in and score. And so he's too inconsistent. And like I said, I'd rather have Fournier for less to do the same thing that Tim Hardaway did. And so, you know, I'm just trying to, for me, when, I, when I'm putting together guys for the Mavs to sign, I'm trying to bring in guys that will, you know, as many guys as you can that will help them the most. I'm not trying to spend all the money that they're allowed to spend on one player. And I just, that, to me, that's what Kyle Lowry is. So, um, heck, if, if Philly goes after him and you're, you could be some part of some sort of trade for uh, Tobias Harris, I'd bring Tobias Harris in um, as, because uh, he's better, he's probably better than a lot of what they have. Now, I know Tobias Harris can be inconsistent, and he's probably not worth the money. But he's probably better than what the Mavs have. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that Philly's going to trade. I'm just saying Philly's probably going to have to do something. They'll probably end up trading Ben Simmons. Um, I figure Ben Simmons is on the trading block. And honestly, I, I'm not really interested in Ben Simmons because he can't shoot. Um, he's a good player. He needs to go somewhere where he can handle the ball um, and distribute it out, you know, distribute it to other guys and help the offense that way, not necessarily be a shooter. But Dallas, like I said, Dallas already has that guy. I don't think we need another one. You know, Jalen Brunson did fine during the regular season. Now, I do know he struggled in the playoffs. It was his first playoffs. I'm hoping with the addition, you know, of Jason Kidd, you know, teaching him how to play the guard, point guard position, that, you know, is something that will um, help Jalen Brunson. So, um other than that, there's not really a lot of free agents rumors going around. Um, you know, rumors are just rumors. I, when you hear these sources say these teams are interested in this guy, they always include the Mavericks. Always include the Mavericks. Who the Mavericks are actually interested in, I don't know. Um, like I said, we'll hopefully... Uh, I did see that talk was that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to leave the Clippers... And I do hope hope that's the case. Um, I didn't want Dallas to spend a week trying to pursue persuade Ka, uh, Kawhi Leonard to come to Dallas. And while they're trying to pursue him, everybody gets signed, and now Dallas is left with trying to sign, you know, Pau Gasol at forty one or whatever, you know. And it's just that's that's such a Dallas thing to do. So I want the I want the Kawhi Leonard stuff to end. And move on. I want Kawhi Leonard to just re-sign with the Clippers. I want him to, 
I want the news to come out he's signing with the Clippers. I don't want Dallas to waste any time on him. Um, Chris Paul, you know, he's he would be interesting. Um, he was, you know, he's still rumored to do something different, not necessarily staying with Phoenix. Um, to me, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about Kyle Lowry, but Chris Paul is a better player than Kyle Lowry. Um, I, I just don't think Dallas needs a guy like Chris Paul as much as they need a guy like DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, like I said, it's the same argument. You know, we have a guy who makes the t- his teammates better. And I want a guy who can, when Luka gets doubled, I want him to be able to pass. I want the ball to go to DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar DeRozan's going to get you a basket. He's going to take it to the rim, and he's going to finish at the basket. So, you know, that's just where I'm at right now. So as far as... Um, other free agent rumors um, just around the league. Um, I do see or I do read that Bradley Bill is a guy who might request a trade. Some people believe a team like um, Golden State's going to go all in for something like that. Uh, you know, they have not only Wiggins's contract that can match, but they have Wiseman and they have a couple draft picks that can be offered. You know, they have Minnesota's draft pick and their own draft pick. So, what if they want to trade for Bill? I think to me, Washington has the best package to put together. Um, as far as poaching guys off of Washington, their team, uh, you know, I would. I would take Bertans because I think Bertans would make less than. Bertans would make less than what Tim Hardaway wants. So I think Bertans is at 18, and that's what kind of people made fun of him getting that much. But like I said, I think you can get the same production from Bertans in our offense that you did from Tim Hardaway Jr. So it'll be interesting to see what the Mavs do with that. Um, you know, because I believe some of these teams that might try and rebuild, there's going to be players to kind of poach off the team. Uh, Pascal Siakam's another guy that they say might become available. So I'll be interested to see what they do there. Um, other than that, not too many more like rumors that are you know talking that are interesting out there. So um, other than that, I you know I I will uh, do a I'll do another pod probably sometime this weekend and. We'll talk about, I'll probably do one on Sunday. Um, I won't be available Thursday to do one after the other Slovenian game, but maybe on Sunday. Uh, the draft is coming up. The draft is Thursday. Uh, Mavs right now, they've been working players out, but they do not have a pick. Now they can always buy into it. You can always buy into the second round. Um, a lot of teams will have second round picks, and normally... Where a lot of times, you don't even have to trade anything. You can just give them money, and they'll basically sell you their pick. And the Mavs will have the ability to do that. Um, it'd be nice to see them trade like Trey Burke for a second-round pick. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's interested in Burke or his money. Um, but 
it'd be nice to see. Get more minutes for Terry. I'd rather play Tyrell Terry over Trey Burke all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. So, um, I, I'm not, I've obviously stated I'm not a fan of Burke. So, um, other than that, I, not much going on. Uh, like I said, I'll probably I won't be available Thursday for the you know a basically post game for Slovenian's second game, but I will be available Sunday. Um, I am gonna get up and watch. Uh, that game and uh, that way I can talk about that plus the other game and uh, we'll you know go from there so um, other than that if uh, you want to follow me on Twitter I'm at the Mavs Outsider and if you could rate and review your podcast where you get it and until next time we'll see you later